two sons. God has been our fortress, our help in time of need. He has... Our time of need is now. You may die if God permits this. Is he the... God giveth and God taketh away. No, no, he can't take you from me. Be true and faithful to God. He is the only true and loving God. He will... He will... Sir. Is your mother home, Sonny? Yes, sir. I want to see her. May I tell her who you are and what you want? Just take me to her, Sonny. Uh, sir, our father has just died and mother is grief-stricken. Uh, never mind all that. Just take me to her. Or must I force my way in? 
All right, this way. What's this younger generation coming to? Impertinent, disrespectful, lazy, not a respectful shot in their heads. Mother, this uh, gentleman wishes to speak with thee. Yes. Your late husband was indebted to me. I know. He owed me a great sum of money. With his death, the obligation to pay passed to you, and I want my money. I have no money or income. Scarcely enough to live on. Well, I'll take your two sons. They look strong and healthy. They'll become my slaves in payment of the debt. No, no, you can't. I won't let you. I'm afraid you have nothing to say in the matter. The money or your sons, it's the law. Maybe I, maybe I can, I can raise the money. Well, how? <laughs> and where? I, I, I don't know. But give me a chance, I'll try. Please. Mm, all right. I'm a reasonable man. I'll give you a chance. Just bring the money to me. If you don't, in a reasonable time, I'll come and get your sons. Is that clearly understood? Yes, sir. of your time, Elisha, sir. I would be shirking my duty were I to refuse to listen. Ah, I perceive lines of worry in thy face. Grief and sorrow are plainly written upon thy countenance. Here, here, sit down and unburden thyself. I am the wife of one of the sons of the prophets. Or rather, I was. He but recently passed away, leaving my two sons and me alone. Yes, yes, I recall. I knew your husband well. He was truly a man of God, a credit to the sons of the prophets. And you and your two sons, what may I do for you? My, my husband owed a certain man a huge sum of money. The man insists that I pay him now, or he'll take my two sons as bondsmen in payment. Oh, Elisha, sir, I can't let my sons go. I can't. Will you see this man and persuade him to wait for his money? Please, sir, please. Would that I could, madam. But the law is on his side. Kindness and mercy and justice aren't. But the law is. What have you that is convertible into money? Nothing, sir, nothing. Except one pot of oil. Oil? Hmm. Get thee home, madam, and have your two sons borrow all the vessels and pots, anything that will hold oil. Borrow them from thy neighbors, anyone who will lend them to you. How many, sir? All you can possibly borrow. Yes, sir. And when you've borrowed all you can, go into thy house, thee and thy two sons, and shut the door after thee. Then thou shalt pour the oil from the pot of oil that thou now hast into the borrowed vessels, and set aside those which thou dost fill. Them. Are you sure you can't borrow any more? I think we already have every dish and pot and pan in the whole town. Look at them, all over the place, in stacks. What do we need more for? We already have enough to hold all the water in the River Jordan. What are we going to do with these? I... Shut the door, son. I'm going to pour the oil from our pot into these vessels. Well, if I were you, Mother... I pour into the smaller ones. There's not enough oil in our pot to fill even one of those larger ones we borrowed. I don't understand all this in the first place. Neither do I, my sons. But it is the command of Elisha, the prophet. He represents God, 
In doing Elisha's will, I fulfill the will of God. So I... We, we must have faith and believe and obey what Elisha tells us, whether we understand or not. Now hand me the empty vessel. Yes, Mother. This one. It came from the lady next door. Want me to pour the oil, Mother? Thank you, son. But God, through his prophet, said that I must pour the oil, and we must do always exactly as the Lord commands. It's full. You, son, place the full one in the corner. And you, give me another empty one. Mother, it's full. And look, our pot, it's still full of oil, too. Place this full one beside the other one in the corner and hand me another empty one. Yes, Mother. All right, Mother. Another empty pot, son. There aren't any more, Mother. They're all full. And our pot, it's still full, too. It's a miracle, Mother. Yes, my sons. A miracle. But where did the oil keep coming from? God. But why, Mother? We'll never use that much oil. We'll sell it and pay off that debt. And I can keep my two lovely sons. God must be wonderful. God is wonderful. He protects and provides for us. All we need to do is obey, believe, have faith, and he will do the rest by nature, by small miracles, by large miracles, by a million ways, his own ways, ways unknown and unthought of by us mortals. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
Look who is in my store squeezing cantaloupe, my friend Mariam. Hi, Mr. Habib. Your school report about people in your town. Have you finished it? Nope, just one more question for you. Okay, I'm ready. Why fruit? Why fruit? Yes, why do you sell fruit? Why is there Habib's fruit market? Because I know something that many of my customers don't even know. Really? Is it a secret? Not if you want to be healthy and strong. You see, fruit is medicine. Medicine? Yes. When God created fruit and vegetable, he was really making medicine that is more powerful than anything you can find at drugstore. Take these oranges. They contain vitamin C, something everybody needs to fight cold and flu. And these blueberries, they help fight cancer. Everything you see here is powerful medicine designed by God to keep us healthy and strong. I didn't know that. I thought they just tasted good. You see how wise God is? He made the things that are good for us taste good too. He put wonderful flavor in each one. Watermelons, grapes, pomegranates, pineapple. Each is filled with good medicine and delicious flavor. And mangoes? Especially mangoes. So when I sell fruits and vegetables, I'm giving my customer for medicine from great physician himself. Thank you, Mr. Habib. That's great to know. I'll take a big bag of those medicine mangoes over there. I want my mom and dad to be healthy, too. Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Do you like visiting museums? Have you ever been in a museum of children's art? What if your museum were showing a collection of paintings of children and one of the pieces was mysteriously missing? That's what happens to Sammy and Ginny in this new shoebox kids mystery. Along the way, Sammy learns that helping others is part of what it means to be a Christian. Chapter 9, Deep in the Earth Sammy and the others ran out of the garage and looked into the overgrown backyard. Dee Dee was nowhere in sight. Help me, they heard Dee Dee's voice again, but it sounded far away. Dee Dee, where are you, Sammy yelled. I'm right here, she yelled back. I fell down a hole. Mrs. Wallace and Mr. Teller drove up at that moment and Chris and Maria ran to tell them what had happened. Mrs. Wallace ran to the backyard and Mr. Teller went to his van to get a rope and a flashlight. Dee Dee, Mrs. Wallace called over the high weeds. Are you all right? I, I, I guess so, Dee Dee said quietly. It's just dark down here. Keep talking, Dee Dee, and we'll find you, Mrs. Wallace said. Mrs. Wallace, Mr. Teller, and the rest of the shoebox kids spread out at arm's length from each other. As Dee Dee kept calling, they slowly walked across the yard. Suddenly, Maria stopped. I found her, Maria shouted. She was in the far end of the backyard. As the others joined her, Maria pushed the high weeds away to show a hole about a foot across in the ground. Sammy could hear Dee Dee's voice below them. Mr. Teller lay down on his stomach beside the hole and called down to Dee Dee. Dee Dee, we're here now. Are you okay? Yeah, she said, and Sammy noticed that she didn't seem to be as scared now. I got wet when I fell in here. What is this place? It feels like it's made out of cement. Mr. Teller shone his flashlight down at Dee Dee. Sure enough, Sammy could see her about ten feet below them, standing in the water up to her knees. It looks like some sort of old cistern, Mr. Teller said. They used to use these to store water. The concrete on this one must have broken through here on the top. He shone his light around for Dee Dee to see. Hold on, Dee Dee, Mr. Teller said. I'll tie a loop in our rope. You put it under your arms and we'll have you out of there in a jiffy. Wait, Dee Dee said suddenly. Why would Dee Dee want to wait to get out of such a scary place? Sammy wondered. I think I see something down here, Dee Dee said. Mr. Teller, can I borrow your flashlight? Mr. Teller tied his large flashlight to the end of the rope and lowered it down so Dee Dee could reach it. She grabbed it and took it loose. Then Sammy heard her slosh away from the hole where they huddled above her. After a long minute, she yelled back up to them. There's some sort of pipe sticking into the side of the cistern, she yelled, and there's something loose inside of it. Pull it out, yelled Chris. Sammy heard her twisting it and struggling below them. It's loose in there, but it won't come out. I can push it back in the pipe, but it drops back down. Sammy wanted to jump down in the hole with her and find out what it was she was talking about. Describe it for us, Sammy finally shouted. It's metal and it's round like a tube, she shouted back, but it has a cap on it. I think there's something in it. She was silent for another long moment. Then Sammy saw her come back to the hole. Pull me up, she said. I couldn't get it loose. Mr. Teller lowered the rope again and Dee Dee put it under her arms. They pulled her up through the hole. When she got to the surface, Maria and Jenny hugged her. I've never been so glad to see the sun, Dee Dee said, and all of you. We're glad to see you too, Mrs. Wallace said. You're sure you're all right? Dee Dee nodded. Just wet, she added. 
Mrs. Wallace went to get towels and some dry clothes for Dee Dee, who was already telling everyone what she saw. It's like I said, I found a big pipe coming in from the side of the cistern. It must have been a fill pipe or vent of some sort, Mr. Teller said. Anyway, I saw something shiny sticking out of it, Dee Dee continued. I tried to pull it out, but it must be attached to a rope or chain on the other end. It fits. Everyone turned around to see Jenny grinning and jumping up and down. What fits? Sammy asked. The clues in the Bible. Jenny pulled a piece of paper out of her back pocket. Look, she said, pointing at her scribbled notes. The family Bible opened to Micah 7 verse 19, and I noticed that the word depths was underlined. Beside that verse were three others, Deuteronomy 5 verse 8, Romans 15 verse 20, and Revelation 20 verse 1. When I looked those verses up, each one had a word underlined as well, beneath, foundation, and chain. Mr. Matheson was trying to tell his children where he hid his last painting. Depths, beneath, foundation, chain. It's in the pipe, Dee Dee exclaimed. But how did he get it in there? Maybe that pipe comes out of the ground around here somewhere, Sammy said. Most likely it comes out where the old studio used to stand, Mr. Teller said. But we've already looked around for the concrete slab and couldn't find it, Chris said. We need someone who can tell us where it is. I know exactly where it is. Sammy saw Dee Dee turn and scream. When he turned, his mouth fell open. In the driveway facing them stood Mrs. Sheckley and the mysterious gray-haired man. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 5, The Broken Dozen Mystery, written by Glenn Robinson, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come. Please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.